start now let's do this welcome to episode 239 of up for discussion the emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goose i'm akeem hoy charles i'm kate bradley i'm tom zalatnay and these these are the hosts we have our wonderful special guest today please introduce yourself I feel like it's like, who is the mystery voice? <laughs> I'm uh, Matt Goldberg. Sweet. Hi. You're a Sejep teacher at Vanier College and the host and producer of Confabulation Montreal. This is true. Anything These are all true things. Uh, add a third thing. Uh, yeah, I, I am uh, uh, one of the founding members of Uncalled For, uh, an improv and sketch comedy troupe that used to be in Montreal and has now kind of wandered all over the world. And every now and again, we find That's ourselves. That's dope. It's hey, good. Boy, it's good. great. You're, You're good. You're good. We, You're good. Uh, don't perform as much as we'd like to, but we're still alive, which is great. This turned weird. This turned dark in my head. That's better than a lot of sketch troops, probably. I don't know that. (laughs) Shots fired. Well, before we get started, we'd like to take this time to acknowledge that this studio we are recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Kanyagahaga. I'm sorry if I butchered that. I don't mean to. I'm just bad with reading. It's okay. First Nations as set- the first time. <laughs> first Nations as settlers. It's important to that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and the indigenous communities of that area. I just want to let everyone know, everyone in the studio is staring at me, waiting for me to fuck up, because they know I can't read. Can I say something? um, So Can can I say something on this podcast? But in... uh, We encourage it. I think a lot about land acknowledgements, because Mm -hmm. I am someone who works in the performing arts, and one of the great struggles for confabulation has been finding what I think is an appropriate land acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You go to a lot of theater in, in Montreal and in Canada, and you get a rather canned land acknowledgement. Yeah. So I, right. actually, I totally respect that you do this acknowledgement, not just as a matter of action, but as a live thing mm-hmm. in every podcast you record. Like That's a really meaningful act. I've been to theater events where it's like, play on a pre-recorded uh, yeah. message. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Why bother doing that? And, and that right. last call it to reflect on the ways in which colonial uh, actions still affect us in our ongoing lives. I, I think that's So admirable. in translation it's, for everybody, um, that means leave me alone because even though I can't read it, <laughs> no. I thought that counts. <laughs> and I mean, but, I'm not the one, I can't a lot on this, like yeah. a blessing yeah, yeah. of any kind, but I, I think that that's admirable and I, I try to think about that mm-hmm. in an active way rather than a passive way. So. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's uh, we were able to Include it because of Juniper, mm-hmm. uh, another co-host's uh, contribution yeah. to the show, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we couldn't have done it without uh, her direct involvement in that. So shout there. out to her. Shout there. out there. I should call her for them. confabulation. There. Without, there. I should call them for help with confabulation. <laughs> yeah. Help yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. She has said that she would be willing there. to help. There. Out. What? <laughs> Damn it! Oh, I'm a motherfucking. It, it's it's hard. Like it no, it's, yeah, it's I extra know. hard. I think to make sure you're saying the right pronouns for a person who is not in the room. Facts. That's, that I think it's a little more forgivable. Yeah. yeah. What? Like, huh? like Ooh. they're not here. So, so that's more forgivable. Well, I think it's it's harder to remember when you're not looking at someone's face. At Inter- least for me, anyway. I suppose, perhaps. I, I still know. fucked up. Yeah. 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 I apologize. <laughs> I'm gonna write it on my hand. 
from now on. I suggest I you don't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's um, how I used to cheat in Egypt. You know what I love? Our liberal guilt is so... <laughs> oh, my God. Hanging over this room. Yes. Like the sweat I'm feeling from running over here. Yes. I have a lot of that. Yes. <laughs> sweat or guilt? Both. Oh, Why choose? Why choose, really? You know... Yeah. Look at that! I uh, white English Jewish Sejep teacher in Montreal, and uh, I wear that as a series of badges, yeah. <laughs> just all kinds. Oh man! How y'all doing? Everybody? Yeah, Great. we're yeah. embracing our failures and learning. Hopefully, <laughs> we work in comedy. This is yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's it. I had a a really busy workload over the weekend because a bunch of shows on their on our network came back off hiatus after the summer, and I didn't kind of factor that into my planning. So I like agreed to help a friend move on Saturday, and then had a meeting on Sunday, and I also had to edit like ten podcasts over the weekend. Oh my god! Um, and one of them, uh, they talked a little bit about well, it was Canada's Young Leaders, which is like a, the politics show on our network, um, and they this season are like talking to a young person from each of the major political parties about like why they think their party is the right choice for young people right so i'm really curious to see how the conservatives justify existing um but i uh (laughs) i appreciate they talked a little bit about like you know what they think the big issues are going to be for like young people in this upcoming election and one of the the sort of two big ones were like climate change things and like what the policies of the party are for that and like indigenous reconciliation because Mm -hmm. like that has become so much more of a talking point and like Trudeau's government have done a little bit of a nod toward that but not nearly enough a lot of people like reparations yeah okay yeah so I've, I've been thinking a lot about that this weekend but not in any super productive way just kind of in like a you know a reflective way that's cool too yeah Yeah. that's it thinking about it it's it's weird that the major political landscape seems to be minor nudges towards reconciliation (laughs) or the other party offers outright racism right yeah (laughs) yeah and this is a weird dystopia we're building for ourselves here either we can smile politely or ruin the world yeah i I am so tired of Canadian politics. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, a friend of mine posted like he he's a he moved here from the U.S. and he posted a Facebook status that said like no matter how bad I feel like things are here in Canada, at least I feel like you know none of our options are as bad as the options they've got down there or something. Which like one not a super helpful status. Like shut up. And two, um, <laughs> my first comment was like yeah I don't know how <laughs> to tell you this, but like. Andrew Scheer is like basically a Nazi and is like trying to take away a lot of people's rights so like things aren't really that much better here um, and I just like I don't know how people can not know that these things are happening you know but we've also like Canada we've been coasting on could be worst America right. yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. for like yeah. decades yeah I have yeah right I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you and yeah, it could I, be I got a good I don't compl- I don't need much my health care is I can go stand in the line it'll take me 10 hours to get seen but if I break my arm I'm cool yeah I, and, and for sure like at the end of the day like none even the worst people running for office right now in Canada no are still down with health care yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I mean the conservative anyway well, oh really yeah. no. for openly but you know it's always been there, there are there are certainly conservatives in this country who would like to reform healthcare oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah yeah privatize everything and that's true and I'm a type 1 diabetic I'll tell you we got work we could do like there are things <laughs> that I pay for or that my private insurance covers thankfully right. that would be like 
it'd be great if everyone could have that. Right. Yeah. We certainly could prioritize that. For sure. Yeah. And and one of the things that like the conservatives are trying to do is make like medical things a lot harder for trans people. So like, yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. I guess it's, they, I, I'm going to take that back. Yeah. I, I'm going to take it back that the conservative party isn't trying to like ruin healthcare. They are. So don't <laughs> vote for them. <laughs> My message today. So, Tom, uh, Tom, <laughs> tell uh, us your politics. Notice that. <laughs> but before the program, oh. Tom said to me, This is going to be a light one. <laughs> We're going to have, so have so much fun. Yeah, how'd we get here? <laughs> By. Uh, Akeem and I butchering important things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember that. That was seven minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> We're learning. That's exactly seven minutes ago. <laughs> I'm looking at your phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. Tell us Tell us about you. Tell us about uh, what you do in life. Yeah, what subject do you teach? I, I teach English, okay. uh, English Lit. Uh, with a bit of theater and storytelling worked into that. Dope. The great thing about the Sejep system is once you get your toehold, you slowly start to turn your courses into all your passions. <laughs> Whoa. And so storytelling and theater are clawing their way into my curriculum. I'm still teaching, to be clear, to the Quebec government. I know you're <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am Just still following the guidelines, but it's a wonderful system we have here. And mm-hmm. some people are really hard on the Sejep system. I think it's beautiful, this opportunity to explore different aspects uh, before you get too locked into university Mm -hmm. after being so locked into high school having a breath of air is so good yeah I don't like CJ I'll be I'll just I'll say I'm not a fan of I think did you drop out of Vanier where he teaches fair enough (laughs) after two and a half years I played football for Cheetahs and then I wasn't getting recruited because the coaches were dicks and so I just said fuck it I was young like 1920 I was like you know what I'm just if I'm not playing football, there's no point in me being in school. Then two years later, I got recruited to Concordia, so I went in as a mature student, and I ran out of money. I couldn't afford to stay in school, so mm-hmm. I left. But I just, I just don't think. I feel like it's just because everywhere else, like Quebec, is the only place in North America that has a system mm-hmm. like CJP that, but it's mandatory. Like everyone else has JUCO and all those other places, but it's not mandatory. Everyone else goes to school, finish at 18, they go to they go to university, they graduate, and they can start building their lives, like building a career and getting into a business at like 22, 23, mm-hmm. right? Here, if you do everything right, high school, CJP, and in college, you're getting out, what, 26, right? 25, 26, give or take, depending if you take like your undergrad and then you, if you take a major and everything like that, then you're starting your life and you're damn near 30 before you could really, you know? You know, but I mean, most people don't go on to a graduate degree. Like, that's a small number of people yeah. that, that mm-hmm. choose to follow education all that that far. If you go just through high school, CEGEP, uh, and like, yeah, because you can't schedule, take te- yeah, you can't take technical programs. And mm-hmm. like, I know a person who did nursing. Yeah, yeah but I yeah. mean, it doesn't. I, I don't really think it. The cost is 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 quite that high um, for CEGEP for time. Uh, for in terms of money, it's it's it's, it's a lot cheap. less. Yeah, it's so cheap. Yeah. <laughs> so I know a number of people who. Uh, Sejep wasn't working with them and they stopped. And you think about the amount of money and time and life energy if you'd spent two or three years of, of under, an undergrad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a I good hate point. That. I'm so sorry because then your story does go that way. Then. Yeah. Um, but Sejep offers a lot of students that opportunity to explore. And if it doesn't work, mm-hmm. like the costs are low. Yeah. It's, it's it was like 160. Yeah. It was 160th semester. It's a low risk. But I guess I was just like the. As I was reflecting, I was reflecting mm. on my point of view for like for me. Like mm. I don't, I didn't really look at it as a broad sense. In a broad sense, yes, you're right. That makes a lot more sense. But I guess for me, because like I would have done the whole 
like gone through the whole thing i'm like i'm wasting my fucking time doing all this if i'm not gonna and you know what i mean like for, for some people school is a waste of time i yeah. school was a waste of time for me too but i recognize that for some people like for other people it actually can be like extremely valuable i think for me like i got there were a handful of classes that i can point at and say like these were directly valuable yeah but for the most part i was just you know in classes i didn't want to be in and stressed about it and yeah. you know wanting to be working and you know well, but i think for a lot of people like that it, it it does work for them and it is really good and i think as an alternative like having a cheap option where you can explore and like also where the classes can sometimes be super fun mm-hmm. is the sort of like upside of it well yeah, my, yeah. like my english classes and psychology classes i would say they were amazing like i had a really <laughs> <laughs> i had a comic finger book. gun happened I, yes. I, uh, <laughs> I had I had three English classes. The gen, there's the general like yeah. intro to English or whatever. Then I had a it's a playwright actually. We have to go and we watch plays every single week. Mm-hmm. That's like cool. theater and it got me into theater and mm-hmm. I was like this is amazing. We had to write like little blurb reviews on it. And then afterwards was a comic book class which I was already oh, into. That's cool. Comics. Awesome. And then my psychology class and those were all fun. So right. I'm not gonna say CJ. I just I'm not gonna say my time in CJ wasn't valuable. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. worth it. It's just that. I'm pretty sure, like, if you just apply CJP into university, which I know is asking for much, <laughs> because I just, I just don't like the three. Extra you want to convert steps. the year? Yeah, I just don't like the fact that it just but we have to. We, it's mandatory. That's, you know, I don't like being forced into. These are just different shells, right? Yeah. I mean, if you were in Ontario uh, up until just even a couple of years ago, those two years were just glued into high school. True, and. Oh. Right now, well, 18s mandatory, and you could do a 19th yeah. if you okay. don't have enough credits. Yeah. Right now, that first year Sejep is basically high school, and the second yeah. year is university. Yeah. Look, it, it, in other places, they do all kinds of crazy allotments. Whether you're talking about uh, high school being broken up into middle school and senior <laughs> yeah. school, and like right. all these different things, the, the amount of time ends up being the same, being r- r- roughly the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. if I look at it. In- because you yeah. start in U1, U0. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it allows is it allows you more flexibility, that your program is looser. And actually, the real danger right now is governments, whenever they do a reform of the SAGEP system, seem to make the program requirements tighter and tighter mm-hmm. and tighter. So you get less of that flexibility. Um, but it's certainly cheaper for the student. It's yeah. cheaper for the government to run because they don't pay me very well. <laughs> like if I was a university prof, I would be paid. I would more oh, be right, asked yeah. of me, but yeah. I would be paid and so much. And you would have tenure. Yeah. I would have tenure. I would. I know about tenure. You can get tenure. I can get a placement, but it's a it's a it's a based on the union system. So it's how mm. long you've been there for, and when a, a posting opens up. And how right? long have you been teaching? I've been almost ten years at Vanier. At Vanier, and I had a little bit of time other places. I was probably there when you were there. I was there in oh fall of oh nine. I was definitely there. Whoa. I didn't take my class though. I, I have a decent Whoa. memory for faces. A terrible <laughs> aim memory, but. I probably know the people that taught you. For sure. I don't remember. I was immediately thinking comic books. I was like, Anne Bernard? I might have been. <laughs> might have been. She's the best. Connections She's great. are She's happening. And then, I don't know if you, well, you don't know the theater. That She was a older lady, short hair. She kind of looked like, what's her face from Glee? Jane Lynch. I don't know. She, she's the host for the Hollywood celebrity. Yeah, guest that's, who you're, that's yeah. what you're saying. I'm trying to think who that is. And she wore glasses. She's a really nice lady. Amazing lady. I loved her. Um, she was rich because she would pay for everybody's ticket off rip, and then we'd have to pay her back. 
Wow. But like she can afford, initially afford it. So really, really, <laughs> who is this crazy person? <laughs> I take like eighty or one hundred twenty students to theater, and some of them don't pay me. And I'm like, there's no ticket. If you didn't pay for me, I'm yeah. like, sorry, good luck. No, but like, she would pay initially, and then wow. we would all just like each transfer, bring her cash. No, so no, she's no. rich, and she looks my, like Jane. Yeah, Lynch. are you sure it wasn't just Jane? Lynch? <laughs> no, I might have been. Ooh, just, like, and scared. you're complaining about saying <laughs> you are Jane Lynch is your teacher. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. I take my That's all good. No, 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 no. I mean, I think there's a lot of skepticism about Sejap. I know our current premier does not like the system. He called it a really good place to learn how to get high or something oh, like that. On. And what I'm like, it? dude, you just identified what you did in Sejap. Yeah, yeah. I also <laughs> didn't learn to get high until years after dropping out. So I don't know what that's about. But the real, to me, the real problem isn't so much like the structure of Sejap in university. It's mm. the information that's given to students in high school to decide what the fuck they're going to do. Yeah. Like, I felt so panicked at that point mm. it was like you know like oh, you, you do these stupid ass tests and i would uh, as i was at my high school reunion of 20 years last night Jesus. and someone was recalling how she was uh, her career would be florist mm. and it's like well, what the fuck am i supposed to do with that you know <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it was just like okay i gotta pick something wow what do i like uh, it just felt so scrambly mm-hmm. and I, i'm sure that's not everybody's experience but that's a question- big decision what kind of questions were you asking and what kind of answers was she giving where floors came I know, right? <laughs> was this the career the jobs, cruising career website? Sucked. <laughs> I'm say that, like, like, I think <laughs> I got mattress maker or actor oh, no. because I was going for actor because right. that's what happens is you go for a job and the minute you say you don't care how much you make, like mattress maker. But again, if I'd invented <laughs> Casper, right. like I would be sponsoring this podcast. Yes. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No. Of, uh, Andy, I would be Andy. <laughs> Yeah, why is mattress maker on that exam? It what does that mean? That's ridiculous. Maybe they meant matchmaker because they knew I was Jewish. I don't know. Oh no, that's lame. I'm sorry. I remember my top three were clergy, artist, which was pretty general, and uh, early childcare technician. Clergy was on there as a job. Clergy was on there as a job. Welcome to Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's be honest. Were you trying for something when you did that test? Uh, not really. Really? No. I uh, I was genuinely hoping it would give me some kind of guidance. Because <laughs> no. oh, tenth, so tenth grade me had no idea what to do Ernest. with this life. Yeah. I never took one of those tests. They're stupid. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be fun to take one as an adult who's <laughs> right already now. decided what career they want. <laughs> oh shit! I was gonna get it. <laughs> The advice Absolutely. I just give my students is stop looking at the calendar because everything is going to push you to keep going, keep going, keep going. And by the time you're in Sejep, like, okay, great. High school, going to Sejep, you want to keep up. Like, we're close enough that yeah. in terms of style. But for university, if you don't know what you want to do, yeah, that's university. Like, take your time. <laughs> yeah. It isn't really a rush. And... It's it's gonna get more expensive from here, <laughs> and I don't even mean take a break and like t- relax into Sejep. Like take right. a year off between Sejep yeah. and university. Mm. Everyone's worried that universities won't accept you. They will <laughs> if you have like if you don't stay home and play video games. Like if you go out and 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 do something with yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Your parents yeah. have to put up with you, or they don't have to. Or I don't know your life sport. story. Yeah, or, yeah. Sport, they I, get you in. or just work no for a year. They understand. Yeah, admissions offices get a lot of applications from people who are coming back to school, totally. and like a lot of the time, at least like from what I understand, like they sometimes are like inclined to look at those students more seriously because they think, oh, these people will actually stick around. Mm, because if you're to choosing it. to go back to school, it's because you want to be there. Whereas if you're just going straight on to the next level, it might just be that you're just 
continuing with what you're doing, right? Yeah. Like someone who's coming back to school after a couple of years off is less likely to drop out than someone who is just like shooting through the the system. Right. Totally. Yeah. And we so. have a huge dropout <laughs> problem in this province. Yeah. Yeah, no offense, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you're not alone, right? Yeah, you know you're not alone. Like this yeah. happens to a lot of people. Yeah. And <laughs> our nobody seems to care about fixing like how can we address student needs or debt I mean, I just don't yeah. think you know, I just don't think school has to be that expensive. No. I really don't. Yeah. I really don't think it's it needs to be that expensive. And that's mm. just and we're lucky in Quebec to have yeah. the cheapest education in yeah. North America. Like when I see those kids walking around the red squares I'm like what are you doing <laughs> go home go read a book go look, turn on the news and see people complaining down I had a roommate when I was in Concordia he's from Fort Worth Texas it costed him as an international student I think 25000 no $40,000 for four years yeah. that's like housing and pretty much everything right you mm-hmm. would go it cost him less to come all the way to Canada in a different fucking time zone than it did for him to go to school down the street from his house in state. Yeah. But that's, we're Insane. doing that thing again. We're doing that thing again. We're saying, look at the states and how fucked up it is. No, but I'm just saying, no, but yeah. I'm, like, it's, totally. if you, like, for me, my mom always tells me, if you don't like, like, she always used to tell me, if you don't like it here, leave. And then I would leave and I'd be like, no, it's pretty good at home. Hmm. Like, yeah. I'm not going to complain. So it's like, I all like, if we're going to complain about something, we need to, Yes, like some things need to be fixed here mm-hmm. for because this is where we are. We have to, be, but like, if we were to think if we're going anywhere else, because if we were to go, there's nowhere else that's better right now. Mm-hmm. There's no other like, there's nothing better. So it's like we really have to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, let's get rid of our entitlement a little bit and just think <laughs> about how blessed we are to have the opportunities. But that you, you got to fight to keep it, though. That's, yes, that's, that's the argument. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm ready. I'm going to lay out my bold election promise. All right. I am not a member of any party, but this is the election, uh, uh, the you education plan that I've come up with. Ooh. Right. Ooh. If you stay here, your university is free. If you stay here after you graduate, if right. you stay and you are a part of this community and you continue, continue. great, totally free. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, like, 10 years? Is that fair? You owe us 10 years of working and living and experiencing Montreal and making it a better place. And then if you leave before that, that's fine. You can leave. But you owe us a little bit of your hmm. percentage of your tuition How back. would you track that? I have no clue. Okay, okay. That's why I'm not actually <laughs> trying. But think about that for a minute. Don't, like, don't doubt the government's ability to track they, you. Yeah. 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 They're bad at a lot of things. Asking for money is not no, one of their things. No, they're on the ball. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of asking for money. Oh, Blown <laughs> away. Wonderful. Hey, Matt, give me a genre. A genre? Of music. Oh, of music. I was like, oh, horror. Uh, no, a <laughs> genre of music. Yeah. Um, I like indie folk, like uh, kind of like, like people talking really quietly oh. and whisper. I don't know. Apple wants me to listen to Iron and Wine all the time. <laughs> That's what I've been <laughs> Iron and Wine's great. I know. Um, this is what I meant. This is exactly <laughs> what I meant. Kate, do you want to tell the people about our sponsor? <laughs> oh. oh, I don't. I do? You do. I do. And no one's doing that also. Just settle in, settle in, settle in, settle in. <laughs> this episode is brought to you in part by Chaos. Are you looking to produce some high-quality branded content without breaking the bank? Chaos makes content marketing easy, affordable, and accessible by offering a studio on-demand model and various subscription packages that make it easy to create consistent... Oh my god, <clears throat> it's hard to maintain this... Create consistent content for your audience and potential customers. 
I'm losing energy. Do you want professional sound equipment for podcasts and voiceovers? Cinema-grade cameras, lenses, and lighting packages? Live stream capability and event hosting? Whether your business is starting a podcast, building a video empire, or adding live streams to your social media pages, they've got a package that will help you create consistent and reliable content for your audience. Go to createchaos.com or check them out on Instagram at createchaos to find out more. That's chaos with a K. Welcome to the Cash Corner, (laughs) the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. A lot of people have helped us out over the years by leaving reviews, sharing episodes, and donating money to us on Patreon, and we are super grateful for that. It feels awesome to be putting out content we're proud of every week and to have that kind of support and feedback. If you're listening for the first time today, welcome. We'd like to invite you to check out our Patreon page and consider becoming a donor. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Jan, Killian, Sarah Angelica, Will, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Kate, and Paolo. You'll get early access to bonus content, little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet perks as well. And if you give at least $5 a month, you get to submit the featured question for an episode once per cycle on the show. Today's featured Patreon question comes from Gabriel, who asks, What do you think of the death of the author, the concept that an author's intentions and biographical facts, like their politics, religion, etc., should hold no special weight in determining an interpretation of their writing? This is usually understood as meaning that a writer's views about their own work are no more or less valid than the interpretations of any given reader. How's that for a textbook question? That's a tough one. Damn. I'm, I'm conflicted. Really? <laughs> I am a little bit. I okay. Am. Why? Yeah. Just because, like, uh, should we take in someone's background when reading someone's work? Mm-hmm. Does somebody's writing define them as a person? I don't know. Hmm. I, I don't. I, I'm just, I'm trying to. I do think in when it comes to communication, half the battle is what somebody understands and the other half is what I'm trying to portray. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I think it's just as much responsible. I think it's a huge responsibility on the person who's delivering the message to make sure that you understand what I'm what my point of view is but when it comes to writing it's so difficult because it's so subjective right sure yeah people take it in so many different ways Mm -hmm. right I I think I agree with you that like if someone's trying to get a point across it's their job to do that in a way that gets their point across but if they're if we're looking at something like you know a little more abstract right if it's something that's like fiction or if it's like a, a work of art as opposed to say an article then like it is a little harder to guarantee that people are going to get it but to know? play devil's advocate if you can't like if i can if you're giving if you're giving me something to interpret mm-hmm. and i can't even ask you about it the only thing i have to go on is the information i know about you right right mm-hmm. so that's where i'm like i feel you know, like we're, we're talking here about not just the interpretation not just the uh um the, the feeling or the intent behind a work but we're also talking about the entire all the biographical detail of that yeah, author right. where that author is coming from <laughs> Uh, not going to jump to Hitler. Thought about jumping to Hitler. <laughs> you should never jump to Hitler. There's a rule. Um, I, I think you can't divorce an artist of their life. I think there's this mm. real desire to do that for some reason. Give this, benefit of doubt. 
or just the belief that in the marketplace of ideals, the best idea should win. That's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) That's utter crap because the context with which an idea is created is really important. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think that biographical data isn't useful for the ultimate utility of a work. Like Mm -hmm. uh, you think of Dracula, right? You think of Bram Stoker Mm -hmm. did not want to create the whole trend of sexy vampires, (laughs) right? The man (laughs) was a Puritan and had the desire to show how awful sexuality was. Yet here we are. (laughs) Yeah, right? In sexy vampire (laughs) present day. And that's a funny detail. But I mean... When I look at artists today who are still alive, still going, when I look at, at, at uh, I mean, we're, we're here the day that that guy was not hired for Saturday Night Live because of the other content he produced. Do we know? Uh, what? About? I've been up since say, uh, 5 a.m., so my brain is like, <laughs> is that what Tony Hinchcliffe was talking about today? He's talking, something I saw online about SNL. Yeah. I wasn't really, someone didn't get the hired. The dude was hired and then, oops, he was super racist in his podcast and now he is not hired. Oh. Shane Gillis. Thank you. Shane Gillis. What did he say? Many things. What? <laughs> you, you know, about black people or just Chinese everyone? people. Oh. Yeah. yeah and Andrew Yang called him out and, and I got a lot of respect for Andrew Yang. You can't make fun of them because uh, they're taking over the world. <laughs> this feels purging. Uh, <laughs> but just to say that, like, that you, you can't, I, I mean, I don't think you can separate an artist from their life, from their work. And I don't think you should try to either because if you start to. What's happening? Um, I, I opened an article about Shane Gillis getting fired and then a mattress ad started playing. How oh, funny is that? Together. They're listening. Oh, you are They're listening. They're listening. Yeah, I think because is this also in the context of um, like in school where mm-hmm. a teacher will grade your interpretation of a text or something like that? Like, is mm. that is that what sort of the, because you can have an opinion on whether or not that biography has any impact on their writing, but where it's actually like studied and graded is in school that they'll say such and such an author wrote this text and this is what this text means, and then they test you on it, for example, and then. Well, that's a little different, no? I, I think this is really getting down to the purity of the idea. Right, 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 right. The art is beautiful, so why does it matter that the person who okay, did it right, right. murdered babies? Right. <laughs> why? Well, is it, to take, to, wait, are we taking the guilt away from ourselves? Like, if I, I, huh. I can't enjoy Ooh. this if I have to acknowledge he murdered babies. Maybe you we know? should get off the baby murder. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> oh, no, I'll no. Give, okay, I'll give a better example. Yeah. There's a um, Chick-fil-A. Oh yeah, sure. yeah! <laughs> amazing sandwiches. Right, they had that thing with gay people though. Yeah, that's true. I think an amazing but sandwich is art. I'm willing to. I'm willing to have <laughs> <that>. <laughs> but are we yeah. really willing to go for to bat for Chick Fil A? Is it that good? <laughs> I mean, I've never had it, but I hear great things. This is it. But we put aside our values all the time. Like, yeah. like every time I go to McDonald's, I'm, I'm like, hey, slaughtered beef, you know? Like, and it's mm. something I really hate, but I, I'm still pushing it's it so aside. Yeah. So it's sort of the same thing of like, yes, this person did awful things, but I'm still going to enjoy the product of what they created. Yeah. I mean, I think to the extent that you can allow yourself to do that, and with uh, we, yeah. let's be serious, we're talking about a, we're talking about art, yeah. all of art. There's like a right. range of this person didn't pay parking tickets to this person threw babies off a cliff. Why? I don't know. <laughs> what is? They did. I don't know. I got kids. They're fine. Um, <laughs> they're safe. I swear. They're totally safe. Um, and it, 
but to acknowledge the wrongs yeah. that oh, yeah. someone has done or the the problematic beliefs, I think is important to appreciating or understanding any artist or mm-hmm. any work. Mm-hmm. And this desire to strip someone's biographical detail away from a work, I, I think is a misguided attempt to just mm-hmm. allow ourselves to feel good about feel listening good. to something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, okay. I don't want to deal so, with that. I think stuff. you can like you can still enjoy content created by people you like don't necessarily like love on a ethical level as long as you're also wrestling with the fact that you don't love them on an ethical level does that make sense like like aziz ansari okay had some shit in the past couple years i don't think he's a good dude anymore i still think he's funny i still love parks and rec right but like i can watch parks and rec and not feel guilty about watching something that aziz ansari and louis ck are both on because when i see them on the screen i think they did shitty things and then I go, well, <laughs> they did shitty things, and it's not okay that they did shitty things, but I still like this show. You did know? they? Well, I, I mean, feel yes. CK did. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I can't watch Louis CK anymore. No. He's, he's at gone. all? He's I, gone for me. I can't, watch his, really? I can't watch his stand-up, but if he shows up as an extra in something, like he's in like 10 minutes total of Parks and Rec, and it doesn't ruin it for me. I, I guess. I don't want to. I don't know. I don't want to see him. I yeah. don't. And I don't I don't want to see I don't want to see Bill Cosby anymore. I don't want to see But Aziz. But Aziz I'm okay with. Cuz I think it was I that feel, was just about I'll, I'll give you my take on yeah. the other two, but Aziz was just in my opinion a bad date. That it, sounds like just a very yeah. awkward bad date. It wasn't it wasn't what happened. On the I don't just going he here, but we're yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. It was the way he responded to it that was the problem. Oh, you because in his stand up? Well, because what happened was he had the bad date. Because mm-hmm. I agree, that sounds like it was just a yeah, bad date. date. He he read the situation wrong, but his response when he was called out about it was really shitty, and that was kind of where I, I don't know, I, he I, lost I, me a little bit. He really just see. you know, if you get accused of something like that, and what it sounds like is this was a bad date, you say, "Yeah, I fucked up." That was a shitty situation. And I'm sorry that I like right. had a part of it. Right, but I think he just kind of was a lot shittier about it and didn't really like own up to anything, and that's sketchy. He did a bit in his stand up at the beginning. Like, did he? The, yeah, in the okay. opening bit. Always but that's new, and that's I think is important. Like, yeah. okay. in his later stand up. I mean, you compare the two. Louis C.K. ignores it completely. Yeah, and just turned into an asshole. <laughs> for Ridiculous. Some yeah. Turn? yeah. Listen. Okay. Always <laughs> was, but he went further <laughs> to the dark. Right. You don't feel like he went no, further? I'll, I'll uh, tell you. Listen, okay. I wrote a whole ass bit about because I do stand up, right? So I did a whole ass bit about Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. Right, and I was like, why did this just shows our like selective morality in what we're okay with and what we're not okay with? And I'll explain why. Louis C.K. Right is probably the most problematic comedian on the face of the earth. He goes in on it. There's Bill Burr, who does it in like, okay, we're all thinking it type of thing, right? That's the type of, Bill Burr goes off on people, but it's like, yeah, I I think about that too. Louis C.K., like, there's the line, and he's tap dancing over it, not on it. So I wrote a whole bit about how Louis C.K., because the whole thing about Louis C.K. is that he asks permission to jerk off in front of women. That's his whole thing. He asked permission, and a lot of these women are comedians, and like, oh, he'll never do it type of thing. And he goes and he does it, and they're like, oh, shit, the fuck's going on here? I didn't think you'd actually do it type of thing, right? So he does that, gets caught up, gets the, the Me Too movement on his ass. Great. There's a bit that Louis C.K. does where he says nigger with the hardest ER I've ever heard in my life. Mm. Right, the whole bit is that like I hate when white people say that word, the term mm-hmm. N word, because right. it puts the word nigger yeah. in my head. Like mm-hmm. no one thinks in their head N word. 
And then he's, but he says it on stage. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, and all that joke made people think, I was like, yeah, when people say the term N word, I really don't, I, I don't mm. think N word, I think. So I was like, he's been doing that bit for years with the hardest ER I ever heard. And he lost his career whipping out his dick right. when he got permitted, he warned somebody he was going to do it. Mm -hmm. Right? You know what I mean? So it's just like, I was like, if we were going to cancel Louis C.K., we should have canceled it, canceled him a lot earlier than this. So it's just hard for me, no pun intended. To, to kind of like I'm okay with canceling UCK, but just not for the same reasons everybody else is. That's sure. just that's just me because it's like okay, but he's been doing shittier things, shitty things too. Right. And I get it. We need to like be like we as men, we need to be careful how we come across. And I've taken a lot of steps in my life now because uh, I have five sisters. So like, I, last thing I don't want is for them to be in a position that's uncomfortable. So I try to take that and apply it to my everyday life. Right. It's just on the other token, it's like, bruh, this guy's been saying wild shit forever. Right. We and shouldn't have been surprised. Yeah. And yeah. now he's whipping out his dick after the girl said, yeah, you'll never do it. It's pretty much on a dare. And like, yeah, now, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of gray area. There's a lot it. of gray area, like, you know, like uh, stopping them from leaving. Yeah. Things. Yeah. That's, um, and just a quick, quick little back check to the, to the date thing, it being a bad date and not to turn this into a massive uh, argument, of course. Uh, just my opinion. Um, a man per, uh, pressuring a, a woman to have sex with him mm -hmm. through over a, an extended period of time uh, is not just a bad date. No. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's that's yeah. my opinion on that. Mm -hmm. uh, so <laughs> and uh, and I, I I totally Aziz is is done for me. Yeah. And I but I really fucking hear you on Louis C.K.'s like not the the the, the problematic around why, yeah. but it's true. And I was one of those people. Who was like, oh yeah, he is putting the word in my head. <laughs> I was. No, I was. Right. And then uh, for several years now, I'm, I've like learned and I've, I've, I've understood. So and then I just think N words. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like I understand the 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 depths of it to the limits that I can. Yeah. And and it's like thinking of how I reacted when it when it came out. Yeah. It's true. I was just like, right, okay, but without focusing on the problematic this is what of I'm it. Saying. Yeah. Chappelle addresses it too in his new special. He talks about how you can't say the f word in relation to like, like gay people, and like how his network he wasn't able to do it. He wasn't able to say it. They called him in the office. And said no, you can't say that. And then he goes and says, "I say nigga with like impunity. Like throughout, how come I say it? He's like, well, you're not gay. That's why. He's like, well, I'm not a nigga either. Like, like you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's just like little things like that. It's like okay, so we're okay with this, but not okay with that. It's like. Where's your sense of morality? But to tie it back into this, it's like, and I guess this is essentially similar to cancel culture. Mm -hmm. Like if one person, if we, can we love somebody's art over the things that they've done or of one thing, or can someone recover? That's right. another thing too. Yeah. But Thoughts? I mean, we're coming back to that question. Can you ever divorce an art? Should you yeah. ever mm -hmm. aspire to divorce an artist from context? And mm -hmm. I don't see the value in that, mm -hmm. except as kind of a shield against this anxiety about cancel culture. <laughs> yeah. And that to yeah. me, instead of dealing with an issue, instead of dealing with um, legitimate issues with an artist's behavior, life, and work, mm -hmm. it's it's just, it's a game. It's right. a game. We could just not pay attention. We just turn that off. Yeah. Right. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, Kelly's been pissing on little kids forever, but... Step in the name of love plays at all the weddings, and I love it. Right, and I, I think it's an incredibly disingenuous act. I think once you're aware of these things, and once you're aware of this world, that 
can we really go back? Right. Why would we ever yeah, no, want yeah, to? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think that if there's any way forward, it, we have to figure that out. Yeah, we can't just right. close our ears. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think like where, where I kind of land on that is like, I, it depends on how much of that person is attached to the thing. I think is what I is what I was trying to express oh, before. Right, with yeah. like so like coming back to like Parks and Recreation, right? A show that overwhelmingly is full of lovely people, but also has Aziz, who I think like I'm I'm kind of gray on him at this point. Yeah. Um, and Louis, who I'm definitely not gray on. <laughs> um, like it's the kind of thing where it's like they're not necessarily the main focus of the show. So I can kind of like okay, yeah. when I see them on screen, I'm like, mm, okay, all right but it won't make me not like the rest of what's happening. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't necessarily go like listen to their stand up again or like watch them do a solo thing or, you know, give them money in any way, shape or it's form. It's like having yeah. a little bit of Brussels sprouts in a massive plate of everything that you like. And right. in order to get to that stuff, I have to eat the Brussels sprouts. I just dropped that because I freaking love Brussels sprouts. Do you? <laughs> I hate you for that. <laughs> no, I will not. But I love Brussels sprouts and you're just making them wrong. They're I'm great. Um, broccoli. I, I gotta I say, broccoli. I hated Brussels sprouts for 23 <laughs> years and and then someone made them for me a different way than I had ever had them before. And I was like, oh, they have a value here. Oh, Probably yeah, yeah. yeah. So do. Roasted with, like, butter? Roast them, 400 degrees, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, flip them, olive oil or butter and salt and pepper. And, yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. So you guys, you can't boil them. In order no. to make no. vegetables health, uh, tasty, you have to make them unhealthy. Yes. yes. That's the, yeah. wait, what's the point? <laughs> What's the point? I hated broccoli. I hate broccoli. And my mom's tried to make bro- me eat broccoli all my life. And she added cheese whiz to it. Oh, this is not bad. But it wasn't the broccoli. It was mm-hmm. the cheese whiz. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm so, really glad we finally got to the bottom of healthy eating. Right? That's what this is all Lack about. But, yeah. but that's yeah. kind of, that in a hilarious way, sort of does circle back to what we're talking about, which is that sometimes, like, we have this desire to put cheese whiz on something that we think tastes like shit to try and make Ooh. it taste better. Ooh. Look at that. He just like ties the bows. He connects the dots. (laughs) The left low wisdom I have. I don't even realize it. It, it's it's interesting for me that we got to this through this question. Because my initial reading of this question took it entirely in a like light, innocent direction of like, (laughs) if a writer writes a story and wants you to think of it as an allegory for death, but you read it and you just think it's a fun story, does that like mean that you're No, well just does that mean that you didn't like get a full experience of it as opposed to like should we you know separate artists from their art so I, I i find it fun that we've kind of come in that direction instead because i think uh yeah that's I, definitely I, more interesting than... i hit it on the same note as, as you when i f- right. first read it and then when when matt was expanding it i was like oh right yeah yeah is it because you're an english lit teacher i think you about were this able stuff to... all the time all right. the time I think about the books I won't teach anymore, the more mm. I get to know. Like, oh, I used wow, to teach yeah. a lot of uh, 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 Joseph Boyden. And I don't know how well you know Joseph Boyden. Uh, he, oh, I don't have my notes in front of me. But uh, a Canadian author, uh, seen as an indigenous author for a long time, wrote a number of novels, award-winning novels, uh, garnered a lot of critical attention for bringing light to these issues of being indigenous in Canada. Mm-hmm. And then... Surprise! He's probably a white guy, um, oh, and it's right. really disappointing. Yeah. Is that bad? Well, and that created that whole debate. Like, does it matter from mm. what perspective he's writing? And you have um, uh, 
indigenous authors bring up right. the, 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 the attention he sucks up oh, right. in yeah, the room yeah. and the grant money he gets and the advances he gets and the okay. focus he gets right. that people who have this lived experience do not get that's one problem can he ever present a truly authentic perspective on this given his heritage right and um is this really what we want is this really the experience that we want when we're buying into this mm-hmm. right. as i say i don't have my notes i'm not explaining this <laughs> no, well, I, but i think I, it's I interesting just... and it's it's a it's an ongoing problem it's a problem yeah. that goes back mm-hmm. not just a few years but, but what's the pre- problem um uh, i mean this is um Appropriating? I, it is appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot appropriation. <laughs> oh, it is appropriating a voice. It is a, the most direct appropriation I can imagine. Right. Because if he's not, like, then why sell yourself as that? Right. But is he, though, or is that just the... No, he that, definitely that, was. Read the back of those yeah, books, yeah. my friend. It's, I haven't... I'm, it's right there. Yeah, I what, I, what, it, what it says on Wikipedia about him, which I glanced at while you were explaining that. To, so Wikipedia's yeah. for. <laughs> <laughs> he, he basically, like, claimed Métis ancestry for like a very long time and then at some point it came out that he was not at all like even the tiniest bit okay. um, which he denied but you know and, and continues to deny to my knowledge yeah. that he claimed it or that he that, that he, he was is not he okay. claims yeah. that he is and oh, he doesn't he have okay. the evidence yeah. that's being asked of him that's it and so he's claiming this experience and like people are like you I don't have, have this experience books. I have to read yeah. one of his books He's a phenomenal me, writer. I will say yeah. he's a phenomenal writer. In order writer. for me to have a conver- like a in-depth conversation, like I need mm-hmm. to, I right. want to read one of his books. And then Pick up back. through Black Spruce. Buy it used though, just in case you're not sure. Download <laughs> 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 an Audible version. Yeah, yeah you're, you're set. set. <laughs> I usually use an Audible. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Go. No, I just. It's, I it's, said it's, I'm not even the host, but yeah, yeah, do it. No, do it. No, it's just it's 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 always been a thing of mine where it's like I don't think you need to be in depth like you don't need to be the heart of a culture in order to talk about it if you I not identify but if you relate to it and study it and do the mm-hmm. research and pay the proper homage mm-hmm. then it's okay sure right? yeah so. I, and i think you can definitely like make a case that he can write about that and like he just there's something icky about claiming that it's your thing mm. while doing it right like probably i mean if he's a great writer i've never read his stuff but you say he's great mm-hmm. like there's value to that right and like if people who do have those experiences read his stuff and are like wow i kind of feel seen by this there's value to that yeah, right huge like straight authors can write a valuable book about like the queer experience and that's fine but if a straight author went around saying like i'm gay here's my gay book read my gay book give me all the gay money and then i found out that he wasn't gay i'd be pissed yeah i would i would not want to read his books anymore yeah and that that yeah that's exactly the problem with boyden and i mean to be clear there are communities there are 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 tribes that want him that right. would accept him and would adopt him uh, and other groups that are vehemently opposed mm-hmm. to him for right. these very reasons and it's not clear yeah. Yeah, it's not a what? single focus thing right but what i can't get past is that is the claiming of something that you are not right yeah 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 that's it i think like at that point like i would be comfortable reading him as a writer mm. as a canadian writer even but I wouldn't teach him as an indigenous writer if I was like teaching a course on that, you know? Yeah. 
Like that's where I would make that distinction. I used to teach him in my based on a true story course, which, uh, and that was the whole thing is you'd read a book of his and be like, Ooh, this is really good. And then we'd break into the controversy. Like, does this matter? How does this change your reading? Knowing that he's lied to you. (laughs) Which ties exactly back into this. That's what I mean. I I love this stuff. (laughs) It's really interesting because in a, I never talk about this outside of my classroom, but these are questions I think about all the time. Yeah. 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 Well, speaking of situations where we don't necessarily get the whole story. Oh, I'm on a roll today. <laughs> uh, Gabriel, we have I think he's setting you up pretty good, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if y'all planned this earlier in the week. But like, it's been we a while since I podcast. But uh, yeah. I remember cool this game. We've got some things to do. Business. Um, Matt, I'm going to give you three options. We're hopping over to Reddit slash uh, Am I the Asshole to tell someone whether or not they're the asshole. I love I'm, this. I'm going to give you three options here. Do you want one about uh, being rude to someone who's infertile? Do you want one about a weird bathroom habit? Or do you want one about a vasectomy? Oh, oh they're all so good. They're all so good. <laughs> it's Reddit, so I'm really afraid of the bathroom habit. Like, Because that could be it's, anything. It's not a super gross bathroom habit. And we've it's done one already. Yeah, we did a bathroom You did that? One. Did so that. forget that. Yeah. I don't want to say you've done before. Okay. Uh, so it's vasectomy or being rude to an infertile person. What is yeah. going on, world? <laughs> like, what is going on? The vasectomy one might be mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's talk about vasectomies. All right, because yes. I think more people should. <laughs> <laughs> more people should get them, or more people should talk. about We should them. be open to talk with them. Yeah. I have a few friends who've had vasectomies because they've had children, and no, we're we're done. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I can. Anyway, <laughs> uh, cool. All right. This comes from Reddit user Hewitt Packdog. Who oh, no. Says, I know this person. What? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Never give anyone your Reddit name. Like, that's not. You shouldn't. All right. Dox you later. No. <laughs> Go on. I'm sorry. So this one comes from The Matt. baby thing is coming back out. <laughs> They're yeah, so new to it. I got the manic. Let's go. All right. They say, am I the asshole for getting a vasectomy even though my wife doesn't want me to? Shit. Get ready. My wife, 37, and I, 35, were always very clear about our intentions in starting a family. We both were adamant about having two kids. For monetary reasons and familial ones, we were satisfied with two kids. We agreed that after the second child was born, I would get a vasectomy. After the birth of our second child, I began to schedule an appointment to get the damn thing, and as I'm consulting with her, she says she doesn't want me to get it because she wants a third kid. At first, I kind of laughed it off, but then I realized she was serious. I asked her what her reasons were, and to the best of my recollection, I'm trying to be faithful to her logic and reasoning here, her reasons were, we have enough money to support three kids comfortably, this is more or less true, but we'd spread thinner and we'd be able to save less, and she had two siblings, and she feels like it's a beneficial environment to grow up in, I wouldn't know because I only had one. And I'm not the one who has to go through pregnancy, which she is right about, but I'm not sure if that's enough reason to deviate from the plan. After hearing her plead her her case, I decided to drop it for the time being. As silly as it was, I assumed that maybe it was some lingering pregnancy hormones influencing her desire to want another kid. I'm not a doctor. Please be gentle with me. Uh, Anyway, I left it alone and came back to the idea later. I asked if this is really what she wanted, saying I still really wanted to get a vasectomy. She said we made the plan hastily and that we didn't have to stick to it. She also said that by getting the vasectomy, I would be essentially taking a third child away from her. I thought about it for a while, but I came to the same conclusion, and about a week later, I told her I'd be going to get the procedure soon. I set it up so my parents would take care of the kids, I'd take time off work so I wasn't placing an undue burden on her. She was expectedly upset and told me that if I went through with it, I'd be less of a man. Oh, I went and got the surgery, and my wife is still mad at me. Was at the end of it all, uh, this was 15 hours ago. <laughs> 
At the end of it all, I'm just sitting here wondering if I'm in the wrong. I still don't want to have more kids, but if somehow I cave in the near future, I can get it reversed, we can adopt, etc. I'm starting to see what my wife is talking about, but I'm not sure if I'm just falling for some logical fallacy, and I'd like some detached strangers to set me straight. (laughs) If there are any parts that need clarification, ask away. I don't want this to be a one-sided type of story, although I can't literally tell you what my wife was thinking, only what she told me. Uh, Yeah, so that's it. (laughs) I think she's the asshole. I I don't know. I'm so For, like qu- quick thing off the top. I'm pretty sure vasectomies are really hard to reverse. Oh yeah, I think that that's like a, it, a, a a really bad piece of misinformation out no, there. No, that they're it, easy yeah. to reverse. It, no, it's it's possible, but like you said, it's the longest thing ever. Hmm. It's like multiple times you're going to the doctor for surgery. Right, right. right. It's not always successful either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's so not that, guaranteed. That just that like, oh, it's fine. I can just go back on it. Is not a thing. Yeah, it's like you can, but like it's not easy. Can we yeah. talk about the part where she said it's my body? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, that I was, get it, yeah. but you're not pregnant. You yeah. have to get pregnant. Just because it's your. Well, when she said she, he's taking a, a third child away. No, from her? not that part. There was a part. Did she really say she, where she's? My, she's like, it's my body, really? so I decide what. I, but it's my dick. No, she. What she doesn't say that it's what her she body. Say? She, she means, says she says she's the her, one who goes through pregnancy. Yeah. Oh right, right, right. Right, but yeah. her body. He doesn't have to suffer so many of the consequences right. than he would. But he has right. to pay for it. I mean, so as as people like in the room with two kids, a piece. Hi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please, you guys. I don't know. Like, do you, and feel free to not answer this if this is too personal. Sure, no, I'm in. Do you guys want a third kid? I, I mean, mean we've like, talked about it, and we're pretty sure we don't, right? Because two kids is crazy, yeah. and it's a lot of money. But uh, I get—I mean, all the cards are on the table. I haven't right. had a vasectomy. Okay. Hi, internet. Right. Entirely because, and I have friends who have, and I totally understand, and appreciate their reasons. Mm-hmm. We just aren't fully committed right. to not doing it, and I, yeah, leaving the option on the table if we change our minds slash mm-hmm. find all the money slash. I don't get know. Tenure. Get tenure. No, there's no more money if I get tenure. I just cancel my job. Yeah, uh, I get that. We're we're I think kind of in a similar situation yeah. then because we like babies are lovely, but kids are expensive, and like the more kids you have, the more stressful and the more expensive they are. Right? Like that's just kind of how that works. The less energy you have for that yeah. third one. That's it. And and you know we both want to do career things and not necessarily like every extra kid you have does kind of like slow that down a little bit. Right. And like, that's just a, that's just a choice you have to make. Right. It's, you have to decide like, do I want to, you know, be able to advance my career that much faster or do I want the joy of raising another child? Right. And and that's, that's a heavy decision, but for some people it's a lot easier for some people it's a lot harder. And I think for us, we're sort of like, not having another one for the foreseeable future for sure <laughs> and like iud's are gonna lock that shit down and just, right. you know we're, we're gonna be you know real careful um but like we might eventually want a third right but i think if in a few years we are sure we don't like i would be open to getting a vasectomy mm-hmm. um but i think that what it comes down to for me in this one is like no one can force you to have a surgery you don't want to have and also no one can tell you not to not have to, a surgery yeah. that you yeah. do want to have. And I get that it's hard because, like, if, if you know, re- reverse the role, right? If, like, you know, if my partner wanted to get a hysterectomy and not have a uterus anymore, right? What? 
that's how that works. There are less intrusive ways to do that, I believe. Like a two, two <laughs> times. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, she would never Why want one of those. <laughs> I don't no, know. She would never want one of those. Okay, so, so never mind. I, Not I thought he was going to say tube style. Okay. Then he went somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going all the way. Get it out of me. Get it all out of me. be amputated from the chest You were about to make an interesting point. Yes. What I was going to say is, I would, if I if I wanted to have a third kid and my partner was positive they didn't want to physically contribute to that, I would say, okay, fair enough. It's your body. You do what you want to do. If eventually it came down to it and we wanted to have a third kid and that decision was hard to reverse, like this guy says, there are other options, right? You can adopt, you can, you know, do IVF, right? Like you can foster kids, you can figure, and obviously those are all a lot more difficult well not necessarily if you have fertility issues they're not more difficult they're as difficult but generally speaking for a couple who've had two kids having a third one is not going to be that difficult right Um, like it is a lot harder to have a kid by alternative means but it's not completely writing off the option right and so if he wants to get a vasectomy i don't think that she should like be super pissed at him for it no no that's it her i see why um her reasoning makes her upset around this because it's like, look, yeah, sure, we made this agreement, but look, people change. Our opinions change. Our lives change. We've just experienced these two children. You know, I've, I've, my, my mind has changed. Let's talk about this. Right. Instead of saying that, that like, like, can we talk about this more? Or like, let's open. It sort of sounds like it was a, I want another kid. And then the sort of panic of, no, we agreed not to. Hmm. And then jumping on the sort of like it can be reversed easily and making possibly a rash decision and going to get the surgery in a moment of tension between you and your partner that's what feels like I really Mm. don't agree with her arguments at all her her, like it's really wrong she's like a kid that can't get her way yeah and that you're talking about like and that the sort of the principle of um, okay you don't want a kid but I do so we'll, we'll make this work you don't have to worry about it is like and I've, I've had different people in my life who have had relationships like that mm-hmm. with, like, five kids. And it's like, it's, five. yeah, 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 just because, like, you, you work, you do your thing. Like, you don't have to take care of the kids. And it's like an agreement. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, if you have children together, I mean, but that's together. a personal well, opinion. for some people. But, yeah, so it's. Uh, Mine either. All <laughs> <laughs> these high fives today for <laughs> mixed <Yeah>. things. <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah, so, like, she her arguments are terrible. But I also feel like his decision to actually go through with it. Um, um, was rash. Can yeah, I say, think you can have the conversation a little bit longer, and you can just be super careful in the meantime while you're figuring but it how out. How much longer do you have to have a conversation? Like he's, I don't think it's rash. I think it's something that he getting a vasectomy is not something you just like. Oh, sure, it's Sunday. Oh you know, no, no, right? yeah, yeah, that I understand you know I mean? that like for it's, sure. It's a, there's a thought process yeah. to it. And mm-hmm. He clearly, like, if he's really con- like wants to do this, he clearly does not want another child. Right. And it's not the fact, and I don't, I think the way he's explained it. It's not the fact that he doesn't want another kid because of, like, I just don't like humans. Like, <laughs> he doesn't want another kid because for financial reasons, like, he wants to, you know, the save. Reality that yeah, he's the reality of, like, how it is. I wasn't cheap, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, I, nothing in this message makes me think, like, she's like, and Thursday, I want to have that baby. Right. right, like there's nothing in there yeah, about yeah. timeline or anything right. like that. So is it just like the theoretical possibility of having a child? Because if so, that changes it for me. Mm-hmm. If she was had him on the clock, like we need to have this baby now, right. 
That's a problem. That's a crisis yeah. in the relationship. Well, I'm sure, yeah. I'm, well, I'm yeah. sure like that is a scenario because of just the way the female body works. Okay, you know thirty-seven, I mean? like, and it's twenty nineteen. Like, right, there's some space. I agree. There's I agree. Some space yeah. there. I agree, but you know, like I've met women that are like, I need to have a kid now. But like, they, and, and I'm like looking, twenty-five. I'm not looking at this post, but I know Reddit well enough to know that if you scroll <laughs> down, there are going to be all these comments about the contract they had when they got to a relationship and have two children. <laughs> yeah, and I have never been in a relationship where the things you say. One year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because your life changes. Yeah, yeah. And let's stop pretending that that's a thing. Yeah. You said two kids. Unless it's like a legal prenup or something that it's like, you know, but if it's just like the people they were then had these conversations and then it's later. But I mean, clearly he's still adamant about not having regard. But although he seems open to it in a possible future. So that's yeah. that's the part that that led me. If he was just like, I do not want children. I it, it's not something do you I think want. He feels like he's getting like an ultimatum. But that's what's not clear to me from this yeah. because mm. one right, of the things yeah. that struck me, and I hate to do like meta analysis, is it. I wonder do though you, how do I do <laughs> it's a fairly. I, I don't know. Maybe this. Maybe his wife is really mean. She's suddenly out of nowhere. Um, but like it feels like a, a characterization that's been put out there rashly. And I wonder if he's going to regret that. Because, right. again, I know Reddit. And they're yeah, tearing yeah. her apart right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> they're being awful to her. Yeah. And we don't really know. So, like, I scrolled through the comments a little bit. And oh, it's mostly just man. people saying, you're not the asshole. It's your body. It's your choice. And then other people <laughs> saying, like... You guys need to just talk this out. <laughs> That's it. Yes, exactly. 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 Yeah. Live in the gray yeah. area of just maybe have protected sex for a while. That sucks At- when you're married. I mean, I can only well. imagine. I've never been <laughs> but it sucks when you're single, so I can only imagine. There's things you could do. Yeah. There's, but, there's measures you can you can put in place. Because I'm, yeah. I'm going to yeah. say it. I, I'm, I'm married and I have sex with condoms, and it's great. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I want to stand on the table. We saw him I'm single and I have sex with condoms and it sucks. But there's all kinds of options like that we've mentioned already, like yeah. the other things you can do. And mm-hmm. maybe don't post to a bunch of strangers about this. Maybe have a conversation <laughs> and cool off yeah. and wait a bit yeah. and come back to it. I hope she finds that. Oh, she's going to. Yeah. It's so one specific of her a situation. Yeah, one of her girlfriends. I am exactly hey, uh, 37 years old. This, this sounds like you. I said those exact words. I love how it was posted less than 24 hours ago. Oh, yeah. I, can you tag him in this? Oh. <laughs> Our take on it? I'm not going to do He's that. my buddy. We'll do it. No, no. no. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think he's an asshole. I think she's the asshole for pressuring him. Because if the rules were reversed, it, was, it would be a whole big thing. That's you know an I mean? interesting point that if it was a man who was like, I don't have my kid, you're going to have another baby, whether I, whether you want to or not, yeah. that I would definitely say that that dude's an asshole. hundred percent. So, and again, I can't, I yeah. can't just get over the fact that she said it's my body. So why are you worried? That's, but that, that's not what she a, said. That's a mischaracterization. Okay, yeah. She said, I will get you don't have to junior this I will bear this baby is that a contemporary reference <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, is pregnant in the 1989 forget it I'm sorry I'm old uh, but that's not what she said she said I'll the, the thing about you're less of a man now yeah that's, 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 that's a bad look oh, on you lady yeah. that's not great. but she's pissed off Yes, hasn't had a mystery for sex. Yeah, that's, that's that's another thing. Yeah, the the like the shit you say when you're pissed off. Do you want to have mean? more kids with somebody like that? 
But people say crazy yeah. things in a marriage when they're angry. Yeah. Get, people would, say yeah. things all the time. In, not even a marriage, in a, any yeah, relationship. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Yeah. I don't and know. Then, yeah. That's why I hate these relationship ones. That's bad. That is a bad <laughs> look. You sound like a, like a child who just like, yeah. you got sent to your room for punishment because like your mom wouldn't let you go outside and play with your friends. He did also mention the hormones though. Like he didn't actually say how long ago they had she had the child because that can seriously fuck you up. Yeah. Although also, that's also a bad look. Like, maybe oh, it's yeah. a crazy oh, pregnancy that, hormone. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he, <laughs> he read that part, I was like, like but it could be oh. depending on... Maybe you all just need like a vacation. (laughs) For sure. I think if you post on social media about something that your partner says that's really bad, you should have to balance it out with something good. Like, this is the worst thing. Now, here's the best thing she said. Yes. She encourages me to reach for my dreams every day. (laughs) (laughs) She makes me French toast in the morning. We need a median. We got to have a baseline. Because this is not little squares. (laughs) (laughs) The ways I love you. Oh, that. So, is, do you guys think he's an asshole or no? no? No, I don't. I don't think either of them are assholes. I think, I think they misguided. just have communication problems. No, I think she's an asshole. <laughs> I think. I think that there's no asshole in this problem. I think he's kind of an asshole for posting it on Reddit because <laughs> he knows the answer he wants. Yeah. If he's on Reddit enough to know the form, he's like, I know what I'm gonna get. <laughs> Most people do that though. Oh, they post it just to get affirmation. They have an answer that they want, oh, and God. then it's like, yeah. Right. And they're all assholes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. no. I take back what I said. That's she's, so logical. She's not an asshole, but she can exhibit asshole-like behavior. Because she, she, <laughs> she said a couple asshole things. Yeah. But the real question is, can we separate the artist from their asshole? <laughs> I, I yes, don't know what I'm Tom. <laughs> yes. All together. You're doing Get so it. good. That feels like a good place for us to end. Get it. Matt, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Yeah, man. This was great. Yes. Thanks for having me. Um, if you guys listening like this episode, I hope so. I mean, you're you're at the end of it. You probably liked it. Right? Yeah. I mean, or they're just seething and they just wanted to see. What was it got hot and interesting there. Yeah. <laughs> got, like some we interesting were. places. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we roll. Uh, I'm uh, gonna buy some brownies. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, if you want to fund Kate's brownies, consider supporting us on yeah. Patreon. Uh, we also have merch. So if you want some merch, you can click the merch link in the description of this episode to get all sorts of great merch from our lovely friends over at Public. They sell merch. We're not actually friends. No, we've never met them. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts. And during the month of September, for every new review we get, we're going to buy a dollar's worth of school supplies for a kid in need through the Clear the List campaign, unless I find out something horrible about it between now and the end of the month, in which case we'll find a different way to do it. <laughs> so far, so good, and it's almost the end of the month. Um, you can also share this episode with a friend who... Mm, what do we got? Friend who recently got a vasectomy? Yeah. yeah, you might need this. You gotta cool off there for a second. Yeah, or, nice. or hasn't. Or hasn't. Oh, yeah, so yeah. He's on the edge. He's thinking about a vasectomy. Yeah. <laughs> this is the episode for you. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're into cultural appropriation. Yeah. Dad, pay yeah. attention. Yeah. this. <laughs> pay attention. Share this episode with me and Akeem's dad. <laughs> I want a 10. <laughs> what if we had the same dad? What if we found that out one day? I'd be the happiest person in the world. That'd be amazing. Aww. I'm pretty sure your son would like me a lot more. <laughs> Once he realizes I'm his uncle. <laughs> we could just start calling you uncle. <laughs> You uh, threw him so high earlier. I did. So high. <laughs> he was into it. He was into it until, until I started, until, yeah, yeah. started shaking my baby. No, 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 no. <laughs> he was doing what you're not supposed to do. He shook the baby. Oh. He shook the baby. <laughs> Listen, I don't know how to be around children. 
I'm a bad. I'm a. I'm a bad adult. The way you picked it up, I I assumed. It it? <laughs> okay, I. No, no, my baby uses uh, it. I am. <laughs> Connection oh, machine, my friend. Hey, it's the at least she's oh, practicing. At least she's I practicing. have issues with, with children. That's not something you want to state loudly on a podcast. <laughs> share this episode. Save me, Tom. Save me. Make a connection. Share this episode with a friend who has issues with children. <laughs> you can follow us on social media at Down with Talking, and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatni. I'm at Red Random. I'm at Akeem Grams with a Z. I'm Hey Matt Goldberg. I never post. <laughs> uh, does anyone have, any, have anything? I'm starting to lose my words. That's how you can tell we're at the end of the show. Does anyone have anything to plug? Bearing in mind this comes out on September 24th. September 24th. September 24th. On September 28th at Mainline Theater, Confabulation presents Encore. It's uh, six of our favorite true life stories shared by the people that live them. These are stories from the last four years of the live show. We're picking six uh, of our favorites. Awesome. Sweet. And I'm not hosting it. Oh. It's like the fifth wow. confabulation in 10 years that I'm not hosting. It's wow. very exciting for me. <laughs> so you get to just chill back. Chill out. Uh, uh, Francesca Esquera from our team is going to be hosting and she's amazing. Sweet. Wonderful. So cool. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, on the 28th. Uh-oh. But in Lake Placid, okay. New York. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> the two top destinations. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Montreal and Lake Placid. How do I choose? <laughs> 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 are we doing an improv show? That's really oh. cool, though, because we do have some listeners in the U.S. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. come on, come on. And we've just established I'm free, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it. Guess you're going to Lake Placid. It's, a, it's an improv show hosted by Joe Canto. Yes. And uh, yes, yes, uh, Matt just touched his chest because Joe Canto's a wonderful person. Because Joe Canto lives in his chest. Yes, 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 a yes little he does. Bit. And, weird. and he has uh, <laughs> some people coming down from, uh, coming up, coming down, going there from Montreal. And then we'll be performing as well with some of his students because he teaches improv over there as well. And the world is ending. <laughs> I was about to say, what the hell was that? Shout, out, door? shout out to my downstairs neighbor who has motorcycles. Oh. <laughs> it oh. was the garage door, but he's taking the motorcycle oh. yeah. Um, I have some stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I have a show. <laughs> he's so bashful it's on the all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, Oh it's a Saturday in Montreal. There are 500,000 things going on here or Lake Placid. Yes. Uh, I, have, uh, I have actually two shows. Um, it's a competition show. Okay. Uh, it's a stand-up competition. Montreal Grand. Oh. I'm not saying... Okay. I'm not saying Lake Placid is more important. I'm not saying Matt's show is not important, even though he's not hosting, so you get to hang out with him and enjoy everything. But have this, a beer. This, this, com- a beer. this competition, like I'm trying to win two thousand dollars so I can do hood rat stuff with my friends. So I mean, if you wanted to come, what time? <laughs> <laughs> I think it starts at eight. Oh, everything's at eight. I know it's the worst. Okay. No, but honestly though, it'd be a dope show. And plus, if you, you guys miss it, um, if any of you guys can't make it, I'm performing a lot in October. So it's a lot. It's gonna be real dope. It's gonna be cool. It's weird. Um, yeah. Cool. Well, I hope. I hope you win. Uh, this one is at. I don't know the details, but next episode I'll post it on a website. I'll give it up and I'll post it on uh, and uh, up for D. What's it the, called? Uh, it's called the Montreal MTL uh, Grand Slam Two because we did one last year. But uh, yeah. Yeah, then I'll donate a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some kids gonna get a nice pencil case. Point zero two percent of your winnings. On the twenty eighth, I am gonna probably <gasps> just. Are you coming? Home. 
You're going to come? No, probably not. Why not? I think we have both kids that night. So bring them. <laughs> All right, we'll see. Why bring not? them to Lake Placid. It's, a art, it's at the art museum. Oh, really? Oh, mine's at yeah. the main. I didn't even sure. know we had one. Whoa. Yeah. Wait. We do. There's several. There's no, but it's contemporary uh, or fine art gallery. I, I don't know. Okay. Contemporary. <laughs> I don't know. It's in a basement. I saw it. I saw pictures. But um, but yeah, no, it's going to be a fun show. And I really need to come. I was supposed to come to your la- the last time we did the podcast together. Your oh, right. The, 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 the Pride I, Show. I'm not coming to Lake Placid. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah. No, but yeah, the next yeah, one. That's all right. <laughs> and what time does your show finish at? Finishes at 10. Yep. Kids 10. Bowl being tested. Skype we each other during every the show. month. That's we do our show every, every month. month. True life stories shared by the people that live them. Like, is, uh, it, is it different every month? There's like yeah, the last Sunday. New every themes, month or, new stories. No, but oh, like nightwise. Positioning in the. I'm pulling month. up my calendar. How did We're I October. Think was always. I thought it was like a rare, not a rare oh. occurrence, but like a yearly. Oh, I'm so happy. It's it's, it's yeah. More times. We do it monthly. Oh, uh, that's great. After that, I think it's October 24th is the next month, which is a this Thursday. Is We're a Thursday? usually a Saturday, but okay. we have a Thursday one that's part of the Intercultural Storytelling Festival. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Congrats. Fi Center. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you hosting that one? I am back to hosting ah, that one. Actually. No more beers for I mean, Matt. I drink when I host. If you've been oh, yeah. to the show, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the end is a messy, messy mess. Um, <laughs> But yeah, check out confabulation.ca. <laughs> I should have shouted that out earlier. Yeah. 100%. I definitely want to come pull up. Tom, edit, edit that uh, confabulation.ca like a bunch of times in the you, episode. You know I'm not going to. Oh, I know oh. you're not going to. Because Thanks. he has two children. Speaking of messy messes and lots of beer. I want to give special thanks to Crackers and Jim for letting us use the. T- I don't know. They're they're musicians. They probably have. Those <laughs> yeah, we, we felt that. We felt yeah, that. Yeah. Special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us. Look, not all of my transitions can be perfect in this episode. Okay. I bought it. I, I can't be apologize. Yeah, exactly. So I don't apologize. All right. Tom, Speaking of things, great. I'm not going to apologize for. Special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And the show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalat, and I for the Upford Network. You can find out about all our great shows at UpfordNetwork.com. Boom. Boom. Cool. Matt, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. This is great. Come to see you. I say now, Benson, Jack, Benson, Joe. Benson, Jack, Benson, Jack. Do, 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 Benson, Jack, Benson, do, 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 Benson, Jack. Very easy to explain. Hold hold on. Let me let me just blow dry my hair here. Uh, I'm here to tell you about Lasers on the Ride podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcast. It's a mix of comedy, uh, interviews, and the existential drama that only real life can bring. Now I'm gonna go take a shower. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Julian McKenzie. And I'm Tristan Damore. We're the co-hosts of the Scrum Podcast, a show that analyzes the current sports media landscape in Canada. Join us every Monday as we break down trends, interview Canadian sports media personalities, and discuss stories that matter. You can find us on the Upfront Network, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get podcasts like... 
Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, uh, Spotify. How about Spider Podbean? It's making a great comeback, as I hear. Yeah, how, how are shares for that, by the way? Yeah, well, next question. Uh, message in a bottle. Uh, crowded alley in uh, the Bell Center. Uh, Joe Rogan's bunker. Crowded alley in the Air Canada Center. No, Burn. actually, it's uh, uh, Scotiabank Arena now. Yeah. But I still say uh, Air Canada Center. Anyway. Yes. Listen to our shit, please. Please. The Scrum Podcast on the Upford Network or anywhere else you get podcasts.